Good morning, Yaggies. Hope everyone is doing well, staying safe. We got another great episode for you guys today. This past week, I got the chance to interview Kayla Ard, head women's basketball coach for Utah State. She has an interesting story, and I think a lot of you guys really enjoy hearing about her experiences coaching and kind of how she got to Logan here on Behind the Bull. Awesome. How's it going, Kayla? This is Jackson with Behind the Bull. Yeah, it's nice to meet you. Um, yeah, it's going well. How are you? I'm doing good. Just enjoying life here in Logan. Yeah, me as well. I, I went on a little trail this morning. It's my first. I took my dog on a trail behind my house over here, so it was uh, it was cool. Nice. You do a little trail up in the the canyon, or where did you go? Um, I don't really know. I haven't figured out all the. Um, I bought a house in North Logan, and it's like behind. I think it's called um Green Canyon or something like that. Maybe. Um, okay, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but there's some like um, trails up behind the house, and it was really cool. Brought my dog, and he loved it. It's beautiful outside, so great weather for it. It was it was good. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm up in Logan. I'm I'm about a few blocks from campus, and so I like it though. But it's today's a perfect day to go on a run. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I met some um, future fans out there on my trail, so it was, it was fun. <laughs> did they recognize you when you were running? They're like, "Oh, that's the coach," or what did they say? Um, no, no, I had like my sunglasses on and everything like that. But um, uh, we ran into two students and um, in the engineering program, and he said that he's from Kentucky, so he can't cheer for the men's team because that's his been his team since he grew up. But um, he said, no, I'll come to the women's game. So I was like, okay. And then I met this other guy. Um, his name was Kenneth Cook, I believe. And he was um, – he's lived here since, like, 71. And he graduated from Utah State. He was in the space program, like the engineering area. And, okay. like, he's retired now. And anyway, so it was really cool. So I told him, and he said, I'm going to have to start following women's basketball now. So it was just – yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, you run into fans sometimes, and it's kind of crazy that they can like recognize you. They just—they're really passionate and dedicated. If you haven't told by now yet, yeah, so. yeah, I can tell. I'm looking forward to building that, and um, you know, giving them something to cheer for. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's go ahead and get started here. I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, okay. So, behind the bold podcast is kind of unique. I interview a lot of. I've actually had quite a few women basketball players, like Haley Bassett was on recently. Um, Taylor Franson was on a few months back yeah. and then Marlene's episode will go, will go live here in probably a few weeks as well. Um, so. so I've actually really enjoyed kind of getting to know everybody and seeing what progress and some of the stories they've kind of said, but we kind of like to talk about behind the scenes stuff or things that you typically may not share. Um, we're probably going to talk about a lot of the stuff you've already mentioned, but I like to kind of dig a little deeper and, and just talk more about like your story, if that's okay. Okay, yeah, whatever you want. Awesome. So um, I guess I, a lot of the fans, I guess, of the podcast kind of want to know, like, how did it all start? How did you get the job at Utah State? And kind of where were you when it all happened? I know you were at Denver before, kind of helping out with that school as well. Uh, but how did it all happen? Yeah, so um, I guess my, my journey as a college coach um, started 10 years ago. So I've been coaching in college for 10 years. And my first Division One job, so I was at junior college my first two years, and then I followed my head coach from the junior college up to Troy. And the athletic director at Troy was John Hartwell. So um, that is how it started. I met him like eight years ago, and I was only at Troy for a year. 
and Clemson called after my one year at Troy and I couldn't pass that opportunity up. So I went up to Clemson and I was at Clemson for two years in the ACC and then Dayton called and they were in the, they just went to the elite eight. And so I couldn't pass that up. And so I went over to them and plus I was kind of trying to navigate over this way. My dream was kind of always out to be out this way a little bit closer West. And so um, when Dayton called, I shuffled over there, and then um, I got the opportunity to be the associate head coach at Denver, which got me out a little further west and um, a really cool city, so I took that job, and then um, back in July was the first time that John and I reconnected. Um, he had kind of been following my career and um, just kind of saw my progress and stuff, and so we um, we, connect, we reconnected then, and I didn't know he was going to have a, an opening, um, but he is very crafty, and he you know, he makes moves way out in front. He normally has people in mind for jobs and, and stuff. And so I, we just kind of reconnected or whatever. And then when the opportunity came out, I, you know, as I was very interested in it, obviously. And he is a big part of what made me so interested in the job. Um, he's just, I know the way he runs things. He's very successful. He supports his coaches and that puts you in, in a situation, just a much better situation to win. And the support is so amazing there. So that's kind of the way it happened. And then um, I flew up to, Salt Lake and did the first interview there and then they flew me to campus and I did another interview there and then got the call a couple of days later and they officially offered me the job and I accepted it right there on the phone I didn't need to think about it I didn't I knew I wanted it um, it's such a beautiful place and once I was over here on campus and met a few other people and just saw the vision that John had for the women's basketball program and it definitely in line with the vision that I had for the women's program here and so it just, it wasn't even anything to think about. And so that's kind of how it happened. And that was on a Saturday and I flew back up here on Sunday and did the press conference, um, on Monday. So it was, it was a whirlwind, but in a, in a very good way. That's awesome. It sounds like it was just quite the ride and I'm really excited to see where um, the program goes. Um, we've had a lot of ups and downs, but overall I've, I think from what I've heard, I'm really excited to kind of get to see what USC women's basketball goes. Yeah, me too. Very, very excited. Awesome. So before we kind of jump um, into your career path um, in terms of coaching, I think a lot of people are interested in knowing um, how you got to be a coach. Um, and of course, that starts kind of with your playing career. Um, so you started at LaRanger High in Louisiana, um, which I think is kind of cool. I'm, I guess you could say I'm from the South. I'm from Houston. So okay, I kind of yeah. like with the Southern vibes there. Um, yeah. You average 26 points per game. I mean, you won a state championship, and then you went to the JUCO level at Chipola Junior College, which is actually the same place where Marlene went for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that, her and I. That's awesome. And then you transfer to southeastern Louisiana, and you play there. Uh, my question is, I mean, how did you end up coaching? Was it always kind of your goal, like right after you were playing, or did you kind of want to go pro, and then you just kind of realized I like coaching better? Or how, how did you kind of end up, you say, I want to coach? Yeah, you know, what's the, the interesting thing for me is, um, you know, my high school coach in high school was Shanda Rigby. And she, after we won the state championship my 10th grade year, she left and took her first college job at Tabor College. Um, I believe it's NAIA up in Kansas. And I was really upset with her for leaving because we had just won the state championship together. And she was the one that really showed me that basketball could be a way out for me and um to have a different life give myself a different life if I would really work at it and so I was just so close to her I really looked up to her and then she left and at the time I didn't understand it you know I was a 16 year old kid and I didn't understand it and I was so mad at her for leaving to pursue her dreams as a college coach and 
anyways, we kind of reconnected. Um, we stay in contact, but we reconnected. She took a, she took the head job at Pensacola State College, and she was the person that offered me my first college job. And so I did not know I wanted to be a college coach. I, I played at Chipola, yeah, and then I went played Division One at Southeastern Louisiana. And I, when I got out of there, I actually got into working for Anheuser Busch and marketing. And I worked for them for a few years, and it was it was a great job for you know someone my age at that time. And I was making good money, but I just couldn't see myself doing that the rest of my life. And you know, I did miss the sport. I missed basketball. And you know, Shanda just knew she knew a long time ago that. I would be a great coach and she kept telling me I should be a coach. And I just, I didn't really know how to go about that. You know, getting in this career path is, is tricky if you don't have the right connections. And so she said, if, if you'll give up what you're doing right now to just trust me and come get in this profession, I will give you a job here. So that's kind of how it happened. And then, like I said, I was there for two years and I followed her to Troy and it was, she was right. I just had a knack for it. The recruiting side of things is kind of where I made a name for myself and, um, she was right. She saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And that's, that's where my mentoring and the, I had the passion that I have for, you know, really showing young women, being a strong, you know, role model for them, just showing them that they can, they can do that with their life. Um, and believing in them, you know, like I said, she believed in me. She never gave up on me. If I started going down the wrong path, she always pulled me back. And, um, she just kept me strong in so many areas of my life, uh, whether it was my faith, whether it was just staying on the straight and narrow or whatever. She just always, always kept me strong in everything I did and believed in me. And so she knew that I was going to be a college coach. I don't know that I knew that at the time. Um, but as soon as I got in it, I mean, I just loved it. I felt like I was right where I was supposed to be. And, as my career kept growing, um, my knowledge kept growing and my passion kept growing for the game. And then it brought me here eventually. And yeah, I couldn't imagine doing anything else in my life. This is definitely what God wanted me to do. And this is what he put me here for. And, and not just the basketball side of it, but, but like I said, just being that strong individual for, for female women, you know, just watching them grow and helping them grow. And um, I think that's what I was really meant to do. And it's just, it's a passion, you know, it doesn't sound like work to me. I, I love it. But yeah, that's kind of how I, how I got into college coaching, I guess. That's awesome. I kind of, uh, how long were you doing marketing for, for them before, um, your old coach reached out again? Yeah, I guess, I don't know, like three years, maybe it seems like three or four years. I can't remember now. I got seen so long ago, but yeah, it was several years. And like I said, it was a good, it was a good career, you know, for, for someone my age, but I just, I, I didn't really see myself doing that forever i didn't really know what i wanted to do or what direction i was going to go well that's a cool story thanks for sharing that um kind of going into um your knack i guess for recruiting you're kind of known for that i mean you've coached 18 um professional basketball players that have played overseas one of which is in the WNBA. um at clemson you had you know some of the top recruits in the nation and then at pensacola state you helped coach um i believe eight all-americans um what for you in recruiting? I mean, I guess everyone has their own um, special sauce, but what kind of stands out to you? Is it the academic side? Is it the work ethic side? Or what is the big thing you look for in a player? I guess without sharing too much, I don't want to give away your your tips to other people. <laughs> yeah, I guess for me, the thing that I look for in a player is a uh, heart. Um, I want the heart. I want the passion. I want somebody that loves the game. You know, for me, um, basketball. It's given me a life that, that I could have never dreamed of having. And I look for that in a player. So 
Um, if someone's just playing to play, if someone's just playing because their parents want them to play or just to get a free education, it's not the same as someone that's playing for their life, um, if that makes sense. That this is this is their life. And, you know, coaching basketball is just my life. And those players, you can tell when you're watching them um, that they love it, if they truly love it. You know, that they how hard do they play? How much do they hate losing? How much do they love winning? Um, those things, you can just really, really tell those things if you're really doing your homework on a player and just listening to them on the phone. For me, a big part of my recruiting success is the relationships that I develop with the player, with their coaches, with their family, whether it's brother and sister, it's mom, dad, grandparents, whoever. Um, for me, that's the big the, the big joy in it. And then, like I said, getting to watch them grow, you know, throughout the time of sharing that with your family is, is so special. But, um yeah, that would be the number one thing that I look for, the, the love for the game, the true, true love for the game and how hard a player plays. That is that is what draws me in for sure. That's awesome. And you, you kind of touched upon my next point. Um, you, may, you may have to see him develop or kind of grow at the next level. Do you ever feel like you try to get players that may seem kind of like the underdog and you're like, I'm going to develop you into a starter? Or what's your kind of um, thought process on that? Yeah, I I love underdogs. I uh, I felt like I've been that my whole life. Um, matter of fact, one of our one of our hashtags, logos, slogans, whatever you want to call it, this year is uh, something to prove. And uh, there's actually a little story behind that. My first my my year that we won that championship in high school that you that you were talking about um, under Shanda Rigby, and it was the first time that I knew basketball was going to really be in my life, and and that I knew it could change my life. Our motto that year was something to prove and I have kind of taken that through my whole career um you know people have always doubted me always told me I couldn't get here couldn't do this um I've been an underdog my whole life uh where I'm from you know whatever it's just just, I've been that and I've never let anything break me or knock me down or keep me down or whatever and and now I'm here so I absolutely love players like that um you know we just we just signed um four players actually uh well three we got one committed she hadn't signed her NLI yet but um you know all all four of these kids are are people have either um yeah underrated them doubted them um you know, whatever they're underdogs, and and I love it. I love it. And, and the players, the returners on the team right now, I think that that model really goes with them. Something to prove. These players feel like this is, you know, this is their chance for a fresh start, a new beginning, and they have something to prove to themselves, to their family, to their community, to the community here at Cash Valley. Like every, they just, it, it really goes with them too. So as a whole, as a family, you know, our team this year is kind of going with that something to prove. And I absolutely love, love underdogs. I love people doubting us. I love that. Honestly, right now, I love that we're last in the Mountain West. I love that because when we jump up there, people are going to be shocked. And uh, that that just gets me fired up thinking about that. I mean, I just, I, I live for that. Yeah, it, it, it definitely motivates me. Um, underdog mentality, 100% for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I really like that. Um, and I kind of like talking to student athletes and coaches kind of about their opinions. Um, we'll kind of talk about professionals. So I, I talked to a lot of the um, college basketball players on the women's and the bas- and the men's side for like NBA players. But I kind of want to talk to you about like the, the NBA coaches that are women in the NBA. You know, Becky Hammond, the first female um, assistant coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Jenny Buchek, hired by the Dallas Mavericks, first female coach in Mavericks history. Uh, and there's, there's a bunch of others. Those are some of the top ones. And, of course, there's the top women's basketball coaches like Pat Summit. Um, I kind of want to know for you, I mean, how far do you see the female coaches making their impact on the game of basketball? Yeah, I think that 
that's uh, that's a big topic nowadays. You know, I think it's awesome um, that some of these women are doing this and that people are giving them the opportunity to do it. You know, for me, I don't see male, female. I see a basketball coach. And if, you know, I think if you got the goods, you ought to be given the chance to, to prove yourself. And so I don't care if it's male, female, whatever. Um, and that's how I approach things in this business, whether it's, you know, hiring a staff or whatever. I think it should be open on both sides. And uh, I think that's awesome. I think it's amazing. Um, you know, I love that those people are getting those opportunities. And there's been so many strong um, female role models that have, have you know, led the way for, for me to even get here or for women in our profession in general to, to get where they're at. And, you know, like you mentioned, Pat Summit, you know, people talk about Gina Ariyama nowadays, but I grew up Pat Summit. I, I read her books, you know, I, I just worshiped her and, and she was so amazing. Um, and, you know, like Muffet McGraw just retired and she was a big advocate for women in sports. And, um, I just, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. And, you know, those people have, have pioneered it and, and laid the foundation. And I just, for me, I just hope that I can I can make them proud and, you know, do the same thing, whether it's in a small format, in a big format, whatever that looks like moving into the future. I just uh, – I definitely want to help women grow and, and be a great, strong role model for them. No, it's true. I mean, there's the saying, like kind of like you're saying, it's a genderless sport. I mean, it doesn't matter men or women. Um, the impact is the same. So I like that. Um, so recently we had some new um, committed players. You kind of already mentioned um, – so you have Monique Pruitt or Mo, and then Paris Williams. I guess you kind of talked about um, in your interview with USU Athletics about your plan to more high high pace offense. But how do you plan on integrating them into the into the team? Yeah, I'm super excited about these kids. There's another one uh, that that we signed um, a week ago or so, but uh, Jess Chapman, she's a grad transfer. Um, and we got one more committed, which I can't talk about yet, unfortunately, because she hasn't signed her NLI yet. Um, so I'm not allowed to talk about her yet. But all four of these kids are they're athletic. Um, they have size. And they are very versatile. So they can step out and shoot the three. They can rebound. They can post up. They can get on the basket. All of them except for Paris. She's more of a point guard wing. Um, but she's got a beautiful shot. She just really gets out and pushes the tempo. They really fit the system that we're going to run well and it's really going to complement the players that are already here um you know to give us a good mix uh, will be very hard to defend just because it'll be you know a really really good mix of high iq athletic um kids that can get out and run the floor and then we can get after it on the defensive end as well so it that is so exciting i can't wait to get the whole group together and, and put them out there and kind of you know, see them battle together and, and watch them grow together and just kind of see what pieces we have and what pieces, we, you know, we're strong in and weaken and work on those things. But those those kids that are coming in, I'm super excited about them. And, and the thing that I'm most fired up about is that they trust me. Um, in a very short period of time, those players are extremely bought in and want to play for me already. Um, and, and that goes for the same as the returners. They're, they're so excited and fired up about me, about our staff, about the, the future of the women's basketball program, that it's, it's really amazing of the buy-in and the support that I feel from them and the loyalty and the trust that I already feel from them. And um, that, that's going to go a long way. You know, when you get your players to have that and you have that toward them, it, it goes a long way. And the team's going to be better. The program will be better as a whole just because of those relationships that we already have. And it's been a really cool connection that um, is kind of hard to explain how it happened, Being not being able to meet the current team in person, not being able to go recruit the current recru recruits in, in person. And being able to get that connection is, is 
it's just amazing. It's really, really amazing. So I just feel really blessed that, you know, I found those four guys and that, you know, they trust me like that and that the current team is doing the same. Um, it's just been really open arms and it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really, really fun brand of basketball out on the court. That's awesome. How has that kind of been? Has he just been doing Zoom calls and texts and FaceTime just here and there? How how has recruiting kind of changed? I feel like it just all, you know, through technology. Yeah, definitely been all through technology. Um, I've FaceTimed. Um, I've FaceTimed with parents. <laughs> I've FaceTimed with players. Um, we, we got little group chats going. We got, I mean, it's just very different. You know, it's, uh, it's very, very different. Um, you know, you direct message on social media, stuff like that. It's just, it's very different, but um, it's okay. You know, for me, I don't, things happen. Yeah, and I don't, I don't ever really see those things as something that's going to stop me. I see those things as it's an obstacle. So how am I going to, you know, let that make me stronger? Because I'm going to figure out a way to get it done. So it just, it, it may be in my way, but I'll figure out a way around it. And, and I think that's what I've done. That's what our staff has done, um, getting these four, these four recruits and these commitments and signees so quickly. You know, I, man, I've only been here about three weeks, and we've already got four new members of the team. So that's that's really cool. Um, like I said, but yeah, it's been different, but it's not going to stop us. It's not going to slow us down, you know, which is going to make us stronger. And, and if anything, it's developed more of a relationship because we've spent more time talking to those kids and their parents and getting to know them. So uh, different, but not necessarily bad, I'd say. Gosh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's always just adapting, like you said, just rolling with the punches, even though we have challenges. Um, so recently, you know, I mean, like we know, sports is kind of on hold. But a docu-series came out called The Last Dance, which I'm sure you've kind of watched. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, talking about Michael Jordan and the last championship run with the Bulls. Um, I'm just curious to know, I mean, what are some things you've kind of liked from that? And if anything, like, I guess what can you apply from the things? Because Phil Jackson is just a mastermind coach. Um, yeah, yes. But what do you think, I guess, what are things you maybe you can apply from from The Last Dance if you could? Yeah, that's... That, that documentary is awesome. Um, it comes on again tomorrow, and I'm really excited to watch episodes three and four. But, you know, I grew up watching Michael Jordan, and um, my office, I have a huge Michael Jordan picture, and I grew up watching him, and it was just his his mindset. Me, mindset is everything. His mindset, um, same thing goes for, for Kobe, if you go back and watch some stuff on Kobe and his mindset. And, like, it's just a, it's a yeah, it's a never quit never back down, never lose type of mindset. And that's who I am as a coach. That's what I try to instill in our players. It is just, yeah, you can't, you can't lose. I, now we're going to lose a game here and there, but that's going to make us better. You know, we're going to learn from those things. We're going to grow from those things. And, and watching that documentary, just watching Michael Jordan's fight, his, you know, he comes in and he's the youngest one, you know, and he's a leader immediately. And those leadership skills are just so amazing, you know, with, with, uh, and, and it's Phil Jackson. I mean, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. He's, he's, he's so good. You're right. He's a mastermind. And, um, but uh, something that made him so good is the relationships he had with his players and, you know, that relationship that he developed with, with Scottie Pippen, with Michael Jordan, with, you know, those guys, they had his back, you know, you, you see Michael Jordan on there just saying, I'm not going to play for another coach. Like, I mean that that type of relationship is what makes a program so good. That's what that's what make a team so good, you know. And then Kobe, same thing, you know, had the same relationship. That's what makes coaches so good. So, yeah, there are coaches out there that are amazing, but the way that they get there is the relationship that they have with their players. If you go look at really good programs, you know, whether it's a Tennessee or a UConn or wherever, um, 
it, it's the coach's relationships with the players and the staff and the way they treat people that that's what the players respect so much. I mean, yeah, I'm going to bring the energy every day. Our staff's going to bring the energy every day in practice. And I say a lot like, you don't, you don't get to blame players for a bad practice. That is on your coaching staff. If you have a bad practice, it's a, it's bad on your coaching staff, not your players, because they're going to do what you allow them to do. They're going to, you know, go as hard or not as hard as you allow them to go. So that's all on a coaching staff, you know. So we're going to bring that every day. But there's just, there's just, it's, it's more about those players will run through a wall for you if you had that relationship with them. So my biggest thing that I take from that, the last names, is just that's the fun part for me watching it, watching the relationship that Michael Jordan has with Phil Jackson and the relationship that Phil Jackson has with Michael Jordan. It's, it's just their loyalty to each other is, is unbelievable, and that's what made them so great. That's what made them such a great team. No, it's true. And Michael Jordan's college coach too. He's a player coach. Phil Jackson's a player coach. They don't do it out of their, um, I mean, their goal is to win, but their goal is to help develop the player too. So I like that a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, so last few questions here before we wrap it up. Um, so Aggie fans like to kind of know um, favorites, I guess, of some of the coaches and players. And so I'm going to ask you three favorites. Um, so favorite NBA team, favorite WNBA team, and then favorite women's college basketball coach? Yeah, so favorite NBA team, um, I love I love watching Warriors play um, because I like to shoot a lot of threes, and I like the way they share the ball. So I really, really like watching them play. But I don't know if this is going off or current, but one of my favorite um, NBA teams of all time was when – Jordan and Pippen and Robin were together. I loved watching that team. It was it was really really cool. So took you back a little bit there on that one, but um, but yeah. And then I don't really know. Maybe a, I'm trying to think of another current NBA team right now that I watch. To be honest, I watch women's basketball a ton more than I watch men's basketball because it is so 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 different. Um, but I guess I would probably have to say the Pelicans because I'm from that area. <laughs> so so I always kind of pull for them. Um, but Let's see, WNBA teams. Um, you know, honestly, I love watching WNBA, so I don't know if I could even name three favorite WNBA teams. I love all of them. Um, I really like watching the Liberty, um, the Sun. I mean, I mean, just honestly, I'll watch any of those games, man, just because I think it's so amazing that WNBA's came as far as it's, it has came. And um, it, it would be hard for me to name three WNBA teams I love like that because I just think the league in general is so awesome. And, and watching some of the NBA players get behind the league and the way they've supported it has just been been uh, really, really super amazing. So literally any WNBA team I, I love. And um, what, what, what was the last question that you asked me? Um, college ba- fam- Favorite women's college basketball coach? Yeah, my gosh. Um, past or present or? It can be either. Well, back in the day, like I said a little while ago, I mean, I was huge past Summit. You know, she kind of pioneered so many things for uh you know for this program i mean for for women's basketball in general and i mean she's amazing but uh i guess if i had to go with present um honestly it would be shanda rigby at troy she's but you know she's a lady's meant everything to me she's saved my life i think she's one of the best people and one of the best coaches that i've i've ever met um and uh the way that she is with her players she truly cares about her players she treats her players like they're her daughters and uh and that's not just while they play for her it's it's after long after they've left um and uh she she just the person that she is um you know 
family person, the way she is to her kids, her players, in her faith, um, who she is as a person. It's just, she's amazing. So, yeah, I know that's not, you know, a lot of the fans might not even know who she is, but to me, she's, that's my hero. She's everything. So, it's not a big name. It's not, you know, any of that. I mean, back in the day, it was definitely Pat Summit, but uh, now, I mean, that, that answer is very easy for me. It would be Shanda Rigby at Troy. I mean, I listened to the other interview you had, and she's a big impact to you, as you can tell, and I, I think we can all kind of see that. She kind of helped you get to where you're at today. So. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here without her, so I, yeah, I owe her everything. Well, thank you so much um, for being on Behind the Bull. Yeah, man, all right, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, you take care. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, Aggies. Uh, make sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us. DM us on Instagram. That's at Behind the Bull if you want any of your favorite USU athletes or coaches on the show. We're always looking for new ideas. Um, Also, be sure to send us any ideas you have for videos. We're making weekly videos, whether it's highlight videos or just throwback videos to Utah State. Uh, Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Behind the Bull. And coming up next week, we got Roche Groot Fam on the show. (laughs) 